Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to talk about people who think that their opposite gender parent is superior to their partner. And um, I see that a lot. I see it, honestly, more nowadays in women that think that their father's better than their husband. I used to see more men that thought their wife was uh, less of a good mother than their mother. I don't see that as much. We'll talk about why. We'll talk about both and how to handle and reframe this and why you may think it. It's not just because your spouse sucks so much. Um, Before that, please do subscribe. I'm getting some subscribers every day, and that is awesome. Really keeps me motivated motivated to keep doing this. A, th- a quarter of the episodes are subscriber only, so if you do not subscribe, you're missing out on 25% of my awesome content. Most recently was discriminating between whining and expressing your emotions, the episode called It Is True, Nobody Likes a Whiner. Um, true. <laughs> so anyhow, let's move forward to today's topic before my kids wake up. Um, <laughs> so um, today, what I want to start with is why people may think that their husband is uh, less of a good, you know, provider than their dad. So why? A couple of reasons. First of all, women have their dads on a pedestal in healthy relationships, uh, father-daughter relationships. I mean, there's plenty of us out here, adult children of dysfunctional families who, I mean, this is like 99 problems, but this ain't one. <laughs> when you grow up in a dysfunctional family, you're never comparing anybody unfavorably to your parent. Like, you know, basically ev- everything is good. You know, basically they just have to not be a complete lunatic and it's cool. But for people who grew up in these really functional, healthy families. Maybe not, though, because I'll get to that in a second. But um, what they think of as functional, healthy families that people envy, then um, they think of their, especially their cross-gender parent as like they put them on a pedestal. You've heard the term daddy's girl, mama's boy. Those things are real. Um, And so a girl especially tends to idealize her father. Her father tends to take care of her, puts her on a pedestal in return. The father wants to do everything for the daughter because frequently, now this is where it doesn't get as functional, frequently the dad does not have as good a relationship with the mom, with his own wife, as he does with the daughter, who never criticizes him, always thinks he's awesome, etc. So a reason that women may in particular think that their dad is a better uh, husband than their own husband is because they never had to be married to their dad. Their dad may be kind of annoying in many ways, but they only saw the part of their dad that was really doing everything for them, for the child. Which honestly may be what their husband does for their daughter, you know, but they're not seeing it that way. They're just comparing what they think is apples to apples, but it's really apples to oranges, which is this cross comparison of the husband, um, you know, the dad as a husband versus 
versus the partner as a husband. They're really looking at the dad as a father versus the spouse as a husband. And everybody like wants to take care of their kids differently than they do with their spouse. This is why I have to explain reparenting so much about how people's secret desire is to be treated uh, with the same sort of unconditional love that people give their children. But it's hard to really admit that and to bring that thought into consciousness and to express it, especially in today's egalitarian focused society, right? So the even though it's both, both genders, by the way, so both genders really have a secret yearning to have unconditional love from an attachment figure, which in adulthood is the spouse. So anyhow, a girl, a woman may frequently say things like, my dad can fix everything around the house and my husband can't. Or my dad is always there for me. He always picks up his phone and my husband doesn't. Or my dad is so patient and kind to me and my husband loses his temper. And if you're doing this, you're really sabotaging the marriage because you're putting your parent in this role where you continually keep... um, Uh, relying on them in ways that you don't rely on your spouse so then your spouse never gets better so it's like when I talk about when sometimes the mother-in-law unintentionally boxes the son-in-law out of uh, parenting especially when there's a new baby the mother-in-law the woman's mother will take over everything then the son the the father of the baby has really nothing to do so then he just kind of does him and then he never learns what to do with the baby and then the cycle continues because he doesn't know what to do with the baby then the woman calls her mother more and more etc but it can be the same thing with the dad so like let's say a young couple they're 25 they move in together she says to the guy do you know how to hang this picture this uh let's say it's a mirror let's give him some credit everybody knows how to hang a picture even I can hang a picture (laughs) you know how to hang this 60 pound mirror and he says oh well yeah well I think I and she's like I'll forget it I'll call my dad and so she does and so dad comes over and he hangs a 60 pound mirror he feels good about himself and she feels good about him and guess who doesn't feel that good the guy but what's he gonna say don't call your father he may say that then he looks like a controlling asshole so he's kind of in a fucked situation now when it's the inverse of that when it's the the guy with his mother um Frequently, the guy thinks his mother cooks better, parents better, she's more laid back. Uh, what they, The reason that I don't hear as much downward comparison is I see more women that work than, and are equal breadwinners to, um, you know, in comparison to women from the previous generation who didn't work and certainly weren't equal breadwinners as often. So therefore, the wife has like an automatic win if she works because then she could be like, yeah, of course your mom made chicken soup every day because, you know, she didn't have a job. So, you know, then, then she does have a point. If the mother was a homemaker and now this woman is a working mom, she could say, well, we have different priorities and that's why this and that. But it's still toxic for there to be those comparisons. And also in that one, particularly, the guy tends to forget that the previous generation of moms were all more laid back. So it wasn't just his unique mom, you know, that didn't care where he went. It was like every mom in the 70s didn't care where anybody went. <laughs> and now every mom is like hypervigilant in comparison to the previous generation so his wife is should be compared to her own generation 
Either way, and oh, by the way, the same thing, of course, with men being handy. It used to be a really big deal. Every man used to know how to hang a 60-pound mirror. Now, when when is that learned? Never. Like, I certainly don't see my kids learning that shit in school, you know? So either you learn it from your own father or you don't. And a lot of those men that know how to do those things, their kid wasn't interested because it didn't seem like they were going to have a blue-collar occupation or need to know anything or that this was even relevant in their generation. So there's a lot of cross-generational comparisons that need to be thought of, um, you know, in in light of what the, um, you know, the, the whole... The, the whole framing of the situation is really based on the milieu of the generation. So it would be totally weird for a guy who grew up in the 50s not to know how to like build a dog house like from scratch. Whereas like a guy who was born in the 70s or 80s, they don't know that shit, right? You know, so they could look it up on YouTube. They could figure it out. But here's the thing. You're never going to look on YouTube and figure it out if she's always calling her dad. Because why? The dog house that you're going to build this is going to look like dog shit next to the dog house that he could build blindfolded so why are you even going to try you know and so if you're caught in this situation a couple things to think about a keep in mind the cross-generation comparison isn't good second of all keep in mind that your spouse has zero in, um, motivation to learn how to improve in these ways that you value uh, if you don't ever give them a shot because you're always literally calling your parent in to solve the problem and also it's making your spouse feel like shit and this will erode the closeness and connection in your relationship very quickly another point is that if you are always having your parent come in that this is very important to fill in then when you were dating you were instinctively not looking for somebody who could do everything for you because you thought that your parent would still be around so think about how unfair that situation is right so let's say your dad is very handy um or forget the dad let's say your mom can cook I see this show now. It's called uh, I'm in Love with a Mama's Boy. It's really funny. It's like totally this situation. And uh, people brought it up in my in my Facebook group. I was already watching it, though. It's hilarious. But um, so let's say that the mom lives next door and she's always cooking and bringing stuff over. Well, the guy thinks she's going to keep doing that, you know. So then when he's looking for a wife, he may have been trained to value a woman who knows how to cook because his mother knew how to cook. And she talked about that that was good. So she talked him to value it but he may not even be looking for somebody who could do it because in his mind his mother's still going to be doing it and when they have kids his mother's going to be watching the kids and cooking for them etc etc so he's literally not even selecting on this variable that's important to him instead he's going to select for other things because he thinks that he already has somebody who will cook for him same thing with the handy uh, dad the woman thinks all right so I this is not obviously articulated this is in the subconscious my dad will always be there for me he's always going to move me you know and he's going to you know paint and help and make the doghouse and whatever the fuck and um, so I can go for this intellectual guy or I can go for this um, you know real real uh, uh, artistic guy you know or I can go for this guy who is very uh, much of an abstract thinker type uh, because my dad will always be there to do that stuff anyway. So here I am. I'm going to have like everything. So I'm going to have the guy who's like an abstract thinker. I'm going to have the guy who um, can make my doghouse. And I'm going to, you know, be like made in the shade. 
But the reality is, is people don't think about how little they are going to respect their partner if their partner cannot do these things that they were trained from childhood are very important in the opposite sex because they are the things that were extolled in the family of origin that put each parent on a pedestal. So if the mom is an excellent cook and she's always talking about her cooking, and this is, by the way, just let me use this time to bracket this. Um... Well, bracket means come back to it, but we're just going to talk about it now. Frequently, these situations happen more in the narcissistic family. There's a good book. It's half uh, jargon, though, but the first half is good. Um, I mean, for, for just the regular reader that is not a psychologist, the first half is good. It's called The Narcissistic Family. And in the beginning, in the intro, it's like there was like two psychologists writing it or something, and they're like, uh, we used to see all these people that presented as adult children of alcoholics with those same traits, but there was no alcoholism in the family. Uh, what was going on? Oh, we realized they were narcissists in the family. So adult children of narcissists frequently are raised with a really um, set, with a very defined set of of preferences in the opposite sex that are wholly based on the narcissistic parents' um, strengths. So a man who grows up in a very narcissistic family, the point of narcissistic family is a family that is um, where the mythology of the family is that they're a better family than everybody else, which is why kids in those families frequently grow up with a lot of um, mental issues and emotional issues, but they don't know why because they're like, my family was perfect. My family was perfect. If you've ever thought my family was perfect, ain't no family's perfect. You know, so so rethink that because if your family mythology is that your family's better than every other family, definitionally your family's not perfect because y'all look down on people or you were trained to, and this sort of thing may become more and more evident as you start dating and stuff. And like people don't necessarily get along with your perfect family in the ways that you always thought that they would. But that itself is an aside and could be a different podcast on the narcissistic family. Although I really did give you that the major bullet points there. Um, but anyway. If you grow up in a narcissistic family, let's say your mom's always like, oh, aren't you so grateful that I'm such a good cook? And the father's like, mom is the best cook in the whole world. Look at other women's cooking. That's nothing like mom's cooking. Well, then how do you think you're going to think when you're older? You're going to think cooking super important in a woman. Now, if you think that, that's awesome. But then if you think that and you get a woman who can't cook, think about how fucking nuts that is, right? You're getting a woman that you can look down on, that your mother's going to look down on. And why? Because subconsciously you do not want her to compete with your mother because that would not go over well. So you are trained to like cooking, but then you're getting a woman who can't cook. Then your mother's going to have to be over more. Everybody's going to be implicitly condescending, quote, joking, teasing your wife who can't cook. And for what? You know, this is going to erode your marriage. So the point is, if you are on the market or even just retrospectively thinking about when you were on the dating market, think about whether you subconsciously pick somebody that would not compete with your parent because your parent tends towards self-absorption and narcissism and you know it wouldn't go well if your parent was competed with. So do you have the dad that would really have his panties in a twist if your husband did make a doghouse? You know, do you? Because think about it. If otherwise, let me tell you how it goes in a best case scenario. In a best case scenario, if there's no narcissistic traits around, the mother meets the daughter, the daughter-in-law. The daughter-in-law understands that the guy likes to eat. He likes cooking. She 
in a healthy relationship, does not look down on that, but wants to do it because he likes it. And the mother-in-law teaches the daughter-in-law some shit from cooking, <laughs> you know, some stuff, some stuff, some recipes, and they get along because also the mother is um, very uh, complimentary toward the daughter-in-law in everything else. I mean, in her efforts to cook too, but in everything else also. So in a healthier dynamic, these things do not really turn into an issue. So the father comes over and he teaches the son-in-law how to hang the picture. Bam, this is done. But the, the times when this goes very poorly and when the person continues to compare their spouse unfavorably to the opposite gender parent, there has been no such teaching. There has been no such collegial team spirit. What there isn't, there's no vibe that uh, the spouse and like that the second generation, the, the ch- adult child and their spouse are going to have to do things on their own. So either they ought to train how to do that or they should figure out how to outsource it, et cetera, et cetera. So usually when this continues to be a problem, there is some self-absorption or even narcissistic traits in the family of origin of the person who's continually doing the downward comparison between their parent and their spouse. Because it has been um, hammered into them that the parents are basically going to live forever which is a conceit of narcissistic parents. They literally do not want to pass the torch to the next generation because then they would have to think that they're irrelevant. So they don't want to teach the son-in-law how to build a doghouse. They don't want to teach the daughter-in-law how to make the food because then it means that they're going to become superfluous and they don't want to be superfluous or irrelevant at all. They want to maintain that centrality. And this is why in that show, uh, I'm in love with a mama's boy, the women continue to live like literally 15 feet away from from their son and come to make him breakfast in the morning because they want to have that role forever. They do not want to give that role over. And in a situation where you are the one who picked a partner who continues to extol their parents at your expense, you likely are familiar with a role of being looked down to. You were probably the least preferred sibling. You probably had a parent yourself who talked down to you. And you're used to being compared unfavorably. So your imago is getting somebody who would, un- who would compare you unfavorably to somebody. In this situation, it's their own parent. And then somehow the fantasy is you're going to to impress them enough that they stop doing this and that they pick you over the parent. Not going to happen. So if you're already in a situation where you feel that you have a, a downward comparison between you and the guy's parent or the woman's parent, get out, get out of that situation. But if you're already in that situation, couples counseling can really help with uh, a third party coming up with some of the things that I would say, like, wait, hold on a second. So if this is really just about cooking, then what about if, you know, the she brings her, her, you know, what if she does takeout? Why is that not good? Oh, is it because like you're fucking obsessed with your mother? Like nobody's going to say that unless it's me. But, <laughs> but like, you know, you could look at the deeper issues for why why there is such an obsession with keeping the parent in this central prized pedestal role uh, and less of an emphasis on we are going to co-create a family ourselves and be a team ourselves. So in a healthy family, there's individuation from the family of origin, such as both people are primarily a husband slash father, wife slash mother, instead of a son slash daughter. At least in our Western culture, that is how it is, that, that, that is healthier, that is considered healthier and goes along better. There are other 
um, you know, there, there's other ways to do it in other places in the world so that, you know, the, let's say the woman moves in with the, with the husband's family is how it's done after marriage, right? In, in some places, but that isn't how we do it here. So if you're the only one whose mother-in-law has to come over to make potato salad because you can't do it right, you are going to be sad <laughs> in your marriage. And so it has to be thought of why this is being maintained versus the more, uh, normative in your peer group uh, ideal of at least somewhat individuating from your family of origin such that, you know, a couple can uh, make their own uh, party without having to rely on a parent bringing over food. A, pair, a couple can, you know, do their own home repairs or outsource them without having to wait until a parent can visit from the opposite coast so that they can bang everything out because they're just so awesome, etc. So if you're in this situation, really think about the self-absorption and potential narcissistic traits in the uh, partner who is doing the ex- uh, the comparison in their family because it's usually there and it's usually why the person finds it so uh, complicated and challenging to at all put their spouse on the same level as the parent because they were trained as a kid never to do this, that their parent is the best out of the best and nobody ever can approximate it. And this can be uh, really like, you know, not really discernible even until problems start when you get married. So yeah, you may have had the perfect parentheses, narcissistic family that everybody wanted to come over your house because your parents were so awesome. But then whenever you have um, a significant other, somehow they don't really click with your with your part with your parent. Mm, I wonder what's going on there. That would be something to explore. Also, these people are very competitive with the other set of grandparents. Usually they're usually uh, they're the one who wants to bring over the potato salad, the other potato salad. Fuck the other potato salad. Right. So think about it deeply. This is a good one to introspect about. particularly if you are the person doing the comparing, because if you're the person who's being compared, coming over and being like, hey, I figured out what's wrong with your fucking mother. She's a narcissist. The Dr. Psych mom shows said so. No, it's not going to go over well. So if it's best, <laughs> like you could talk about that to your own therapist if you're in that situation. Think about how you should bring it up and whatever, or if you should bring it up or how to cope with it. But um, the best way to cope with it, by the way, is to understand it's not about you and to set some boundaries, what you will and will not tolerate in terms of these comparisons, but that involves a lot of self-esteem work usually as well. But anyhow, um, hope you got something out of this. It's an interesting topic and I will talk to y'all soon.